fetch your earbuds, and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in-show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I'm here with Hernando. Hi. So um, I was really grossing Hernando out earlier talking about something <laughs> I had learned. I'm pretty sure I saw it like on Vice, the Vice channel, um, and it was fecal transplants. And he was, you know, gagging and making fun of me that I made this up, but I did not make it up. I should know better because half the time I think she's wrong. She's half the time I think she's wrong. She's not. <laughs> Actually, I can't think of the last time I got you. I said I got you. I told you so. Um, but this one was ridiculous. Yeah. So um, there's, if you don't know, there's a, such a thing called the fecal transplant, and that's when people um, don't have the good bacteria in their um, intestines and in their gut. And some have it so severely and can't do it that it's life-threatening. And they actually will take the fecal matter from a healthy person <laughs> and put it in the colon of the unhealthy person <laughs> so, so that they can get the good bacteria in their system, which is so weird. But it also applies to dogs and I don't know if it's been a proven fact, but when you go over and see your dog eat another dog's poop or eat another animal's poop, they may be trying to give themselves the good bacteria that they need. It's like when they're eating grass and right. all these things. Yeah, they right. their instinct knows, so it's something definitely to look out for. Right. So, I mean, a kind of a easier way... The thing is, is like I have pre... I give my dogs everything, you know. I'm They've... They're on prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes. They're on all those things. And pretty much. And now I look my at dog things. expects to eat yes. that way yes. because she's here all the time. That's so Because right. <laughs> she's a queen and she deserves it. <laughs> but they are, I have no, you know, the only way for me to know that everything's okay is that they're not barfing yeah. and that they don't have diarrhea and their poop looks great. Other than that, I have no idea what's going on in their gut. Um, if everything looks good on the outside, that usually means everything on the inside's good. But I do want to know, especially for my senior dog. Um, and so, of course, when I got into the raw feeding and all natural and healing my dogs naturally, I started doing some research and I found um, Animal Biome. Um, and that's who our guest is today, Holly Gans. She's a PhD and she is a microbial eco ecologist. Um, she's the co-founder of Animal Biome, and she's actually going to test Odie's poop for me. I can't wait. And tell me what's going on with Odie's <laughs> microbiome, which is basically what's going on in its gut. So we're going to talk to her. Um, you know, I love to find out how the heck people got to... How do you learn? Yeah, are, how did you right? learn to do this? That's... I know people ask me all the time, how the heck did you get into medical cannabis? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. This is just how I ended up. And it's interesting to hear other people's stories. So, yeah, um, learning, concentrating on dogs' um, biomes, microbiomes is a, is a really cool thing. And I can't wait to learn all about her and hear what she has to say. It's a Dog's Life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. 
Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone Gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. It's time to Hemp Resent. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp Resents, only on Cannabis Radio. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. We are Animal Biome. It's a company focusing on improving gut health for cats and dogs. I started Animal Biome not quite three years ago based on research that I had begun at UC Davis where I was studying the microbiology of cats and dogs. And about four years ago, I launched a Kickstarter project called Kitty Biome, where we offered to sequence people's cat poop and just tell them how their cats compared to um, healthy cats, uh, cats with different health problems, and also some wild cats and shelter cats. And from that citizen science project, we discovered that there were actually a lot of cats out there that suffer from chronic digestive problems like chronic vomiting or chronic diarrhea. And did you find a a big difference between like a house cat and a cat living out in the wild? We did find that we could tell a difference between cats that go outside and those that live inside all the time. Yeah, basically the cats that go outside have um, more diverse microbiomes in terms of gut bacteria compared to cats that are inside all the time. But one really interesting result was that cats that live inside with a dog that goes outside looks like the cats that can go outside. Say that again. we all share some... So a cat that lives indoors all the time but ha- lives in the same house as a dog that goes out looks uh-huh. like a cat. Like the, It has more diversity and it must be sharing bacteria with the dog um, so that they look more similar with the cats that go outside. 
And how are they getting the bacteria from sharing like a water bowl or licking each other or what? Yeah, probably. I mean, we found there's um, other studies have found that people share bacteria with their dogs, um, just probably by petting them, letting them kiss us, you know, um, living together, their hair, breathing in their hair and all that. So what is a microbiome and why is it biome, microbiome, and why is it important and how do we know whether our dogs and cats have a healthy one or not? Those are great questions. So the microbiome are bacteria, fungi, and other microorganisms that live in and on us and on our pets. So everything has a microbiome. And in the case of the gut microbiome, it's really important for digestion, but also for even the functioning of the immune system, even the nervous system. Having healthy skin even is a reflection of the health of the gut. Um, They talk a lot about the gut-brain axis. So it's sort of a, it's just a very foundational part of health. And that's true for us and for our pets. How do you know if your gut or your pet's gut is healthy? I think there's some things that are, can be obvious, like fecal consistency and color, I think is, can be a, a sort of obvious symptom. And um, in the case of the microbiome, what we do is we, do, we use um, sequencing, genetic sequencing, using marker genes to identify what bacteria are found in a fecal sample. And then we compare those results to a reference database that we've been building over the last four years of healthy cats and dogs. So when you say that genetics are involved, you're finding that certain dog breeds are more prone to certain microbiomes or allergies or problems than other breeds? Well, we're using genetics to look at the bacteria, like which bacteria are there. We're just using it as um, a tag, like a way of just identifying which bacteria are in there. Um, But we are also finding that certain breeds of dogs and cats are more prone to some of these digestive conditions that I mentioned, like um, boxers. There are certain um, breeds that just we're finding that we end up with a lot of customers who have them. Right. So I, there's definitely, I see the same thing. I see lots of Frenchies, lots of boxers, lots of yes. the designer dogs that have so many more problems with their skin and their diets and what they can and can't eat than anything else. So it is, it's interesting being a layman who sees it that goes, yep, there's, I see that. I have never seen a Frenchie not come in without a skin problem. <laughs> yes, lots of Frenchies, Labradoodles, right? Shiba Inus. Um, yeah, it's definitely interesting. And you think that's bad breeding, bad genetic? I think that there are genetic predispositions. I don't know if they've arisen from bad breeding or you know, overbreeding, um, but certainly that would be something to look into, um, sort of more crossbreeding to, to try and help eliminate some of these some of these predispositions. But we need more research, I think, on what the underlying genetics are for things like IBD. I got it. And now we can, I ordered a test for my dog from your site. I didn't get it on time. I don't know. I haven't gone out and checked my front doorstep yet. (laughs) But tell me what this is that I ordered and how I'm going to use it on my pet and what it's going to tell me. Okay. So we, we have a test kit that we mail out to you and it contains gloves and a swab and a sample vial. And you basically collect a small bit of poop and you stick it in this little tiny vial, which has a fixative, screw the cap on really tight, put it in a little baggie, and then you put in a mailer and send it back to us. So that um, vial is going to keep the material 
stable until it arrives at our laboratory. Then when we get it, we basically extract DNA from it and then we sequence it just to see what bacteria are in the sample. And then we compare um, how that sample looks to our, like, in comparison to the healthy database. We send you a report, which um, has maybe a, a little bit of too much science in it, but um, which we're trying to sort of translate microbiome research into um, helping sick pets. And, um, but we, so we have a lot of descriptions of bacteria, but we also know how some of the bacteria respond to things like how much fiber is in the diet or if there's too many carbohydrates or not enough protein, things like that. We can actually tell a lot of that from looking at the microbiome and sort of we make some recommendations for sort of minor adjustments that you might be able to make even just with a little bit of dietary supplements. So who would this test be perfect for? Someone who is n- who's got a dog that's having digestive issues, meaning uh, they're throwing up a lot, they've got diarrhea, and they've tried everything and they can't figure it out? That's certainly like most of who we started with. Most of our customers um, have a problem like that that they're trying to solve. It's either chronic diarrhea, chronic vomiting, and also chronic constipation, sort of the the main ways in which you can sort of see that there's something going wrong there. Um, We do think that um, it's even better if you can test earlier, like if maybe the poo is consistently a little soft, that might be a good idea to to test and see what's going on. Um, Before it gets to to diarrhea. Yeah, if you can pay attention before you get to this really chronic um, state, it's it's better because it's easier to fix it early. and we can identify sort of large um, imbalances in the microbiome from this testing. Also, if like your dog gets giardia and you have to give them a course of treatment for that, we often end up, they often end up with chronic diarrhea after that. And we have um, an oral supplement, which is basically a fecal transplant, a capsule that can actually restore bacteria that might've been killed by antibiotic exposure and sort of try and avoid um, having to get to that chronic state. We were recently at a giant pet expo called the Global Pet Expo, which I'm sure you've probably heard about. And I was there with my team and I told them about fecal transplants and they all laughed at me and said I was crazy. And of course, they went and Googled it and saw that it was a real thing. Could you tell us what that is for those who don't know and why, what it does and why it's important? Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds really funny, and it used to be, like, my favorite cocktail party conversation starter, but um, it's actually a real medical procedure that in Chinese medicine has been practiced for more than a 1,000 years, and in veterinary medicine, there's documentation going back at least 300 years. It basically involves taking healthy stool from a, a healthy individual and transferring it to a sick individual and basically restoring gut function. And um, in people, it's been used in Western medicine a lot over the last um, more than 50 years to help with people who end up with a recurrent C. diff infection. So Clostridium difficile can cause a life-threatening infection that's not responsive to antibiotics. And so it's actually a lot of doctors are using fecal transplants routinely now in hospitals for that. And what they're doing is they're taking the good bacteria from the other person's fecal matter and putting that good bacteria in the sick person. That's right. Awesome. I think that's so cool. It's so weird, but cool. I think it's so cool to think about all the bacteria that's living in us and what's active and what's not active. So when you give the suggestions on balancing um, 
their microbiome, what are some of the suggestions besides, of course, t changing their diet? What is the diet that you suggest most often? Well, you know, people have, they're very passionate about their pet's diet. So we definitely recognize that there are different schools of thought around that. But in general, we tend to certainly go by macronutrients and to recommend sort of lower carbohydrate diets. Um, we So we teach people how to calculate the carbohydrate content in their food because the pet food packaging always obscures that. And, um, and that's sort of, I think, the most important underlying problem that we're seeing with sort of modern pet food is too many carbohydrates. And then we can actually tell um, from looking at the microbiome when a dog or cat is being fed too many carbohydrates. We can also tell things like if they're not getting fed enough, um, there's a really obvious sign of that that's much less common, of course, than overfeeding. Mm -hmm. um, and we can tell if they're fed a raw diet. A lot of us are um, pr proponents of, of raw and sort of more biologically appropriate diets as well. And then there's home-cooked or fresh-cooked diets as well. How And how different are dogs and cats? Because I feel like... Uh, I feel like dogs and cats are always kind of thrown in together, but I know that cats are completely different than dogs. Their digestive systems are different. Their needs are different. So it's interesting to me that they're always kind of put in like when a product in CBD, it's not too much except that cats are a little bit more sensitive to it. But I know that it makes a huge difference in diet and what they eat and what a cat has to have versus what a dog has to have. Well, for cats, the having too many carbohydrates is even more of a problem for them. They're really not, they're meant to be eating carbohydrates very much beyond what they would have gotten from, you know, a mouse or a bird. There's a little bit of that in a, in a whole carcass, but yeah, they're not supposed to be eating, you know, rice or potatoes or any of that. Um, dogs, I think, can tolerate a little bit more because they are, you know, evolved from scavengers so um, they can hunt for their prey, but they also scavenge a lot. And they do have some ability to digest some carbohydrates. So I'd say that's the number one biggest difference. But of course, they are, yeah, in they're different groups of animals. And so they do have different digestive physiologies and differences in the gut bacteria that live in them. Um, and you have three dogs, right? I had three dogs. Sadly, my senior girl passed away at the end of December. Oh, I'm so but sorry I have, about that. I have two. Oh, okay. thank you. What do you feed them every day? So I'm feeding um, my, my two boys a mixture of a freeze-dried um, raw food by, made by Bravo. And then um, actually we mix in some fresh grinds from SF Raw. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're mm -hmm. a wonderful local co-op, which um, is um, run by a, an amazing person who's actually a vegan, but she believes in feeding animals what they need to have. And they right. source all local, organic, sustainable um, meats. And how do you feel about introducing a pre, a probiotic, or a digestive enzyme? And do you do you like any that you suggest? We recommend. There's definitely a big fan of prebiotics. We recommend a lot of um, prebiotic fibers. We've been using more inulin more recently, but there are definitely other high quality um, prebiotic fibers that I'm interested in learning more about. Um, we have also been finding that some dogs and cats can end up with too much Escherichia, which is um, a group that includes E. coli and um, a healthy dog or cat should have less than 1% of that. But sometimes we find that they have like 10 or even more percent of, um, of that group. And there's actually a, a bacteriophage called product called pre four pro on the market mm -hmm. that we recommend. And it actually has, it targets the E. coli um, 
and is able to help knock that group specifically back down. And is it something that if if someone's doing a pro diet, sorry, a raw diet that they should be offering, putting in a prebiotic with it? Yeah, so sometimes sometimes we find that some of the raw fed um, dogs and cats that we're working with are not getting enough fiber from their, their diet. And so we recommend like a small amount, even like a quarter teaspoon of the like inulin fiber or another fiber can actually really just shift things just enough because you have to feed the the gut bacteria. Right. Is there um, natural fibers that feed the gut um, bacteria? Um, Certainly like in, if you're getting like cartilage and I mean, and skin, those things in the raw diet would also serve the same function. It's just a little bit harder to get those. I know. (laughs) <laughs> and gross, <laughs> yeah. but in, but you yeah. can get it. You can still get it. it it's out right there. Feathers, right? Yeah. For I watch my are, dogs yeah. pick up my ducks and chickens' feathers and chew the keratin out of it all the time. It's like a popsicle to them. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or 8 years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Anything else that you would like to to add um, to our listeners about, you know, how we can more naturally feed and take care of our dogs and 
I mean, it all starts in the gut. So I feel like they've got some sort of issue. We immediately need to see what's going on in the gut. Yeah, I mean, you asked about probiotics, and I think that they're, they can be definitely a useful tool. Um, one that we particularly like is um, Saccharomyces boulardii. It's a yeast. Um, we find that that does seem to actually really help um, alleviate like symptoms like diarrhea and can support, I think, beneficial bacteria that live in the gut. We tend to not recommend as much the other probiotics because um, we're trying to help these these dog and cat specific organisms flourish, and we think sometimes they might be competitive with reestablishing the beneficial bacteria in the gut. But on the other hand, a lot of people have said that they are useful for helping, so they they can be a useful tool as well. Good. How old are your dogs? I have a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old. Aww. We think they're both shelter pets, so as far oh, as we know. Good. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. I've learned so much and I'm excited to get my test. Um, I'll probably do a blog post after everything since I didn't get it ahead of time to talk to you about it. Um, But he's, I'm probably going to send in my senior schnauzer um, who's 11 and he seems pretty healthy. He just has some um, muscle degeneration in his back and some hip issues and joint issues but other than that he's doing pretty good Um, he just got his first chiropractic adjustment and that's really helping him and of course I have him on a CBD regimen but I can't wait to see what his gut's doing and um, and we'll follow up with our listeners and send them to a blog post so I tell them what went on with his test yeah I'd be happy to talk to you about the report when you get it and you know, I definitely should add that we have also been finding CBD to be quite helpful with these chronic GI cases. And I'm really excited to try and do some research to figure out what's happening and like the role that that's playing. But it's definitely well, I'm also, happy to tell course. you what's happening. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's the 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 best thing about the gut is that, and about CBD is that it gets rid of inflammation. You know, there's receptors all through the GI tract. Um, that the CBD medicine just reacts so well and helps get rid of inflammation and helps everything else work better. So I love it. I'm a big fan of it and it's my niche and getting that information out to people. But I don't, I get a lot of people who think that they're going to put one of my salves on a cancer tumor, cancerous tumor, which it will make it shrink and go away but it will come back if they don't change their diet and fix what's going on Mm -hmm. in their gut. So that's why I feel like educating people on the whole health of the dog and that it does all start there is really important. But when they get old, there's nothing better than CBD for their aching joints and slowing down and it makes them feel good or thunderstorms or fireworks, it freaks them out so bad that it's a godsend here at the farm. <laughs> I love it. I'd be happy to send you some of ours if you want to try. Um, I would love for you to be able to try it. I would love to. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, when we are trying to use the fecal transplant to restore diversity to the gut, we have to calm the inflammation down first. And so it makes perfect sense that that's why it's such a good augmentation. It process. does. And when a dog is having issues with their gut, we like to put it both in right into their bloodstream under their gums so that it gets in that way, but it also takes it with their food so it also is getting in through their digestive system also. So basically it's getting in every single way you could possibly getting in and hitting as many of the receptors throughout their body. 
So I think it's a great regimen to say this is how you can immediate relieve, immediately relieve the inflammation and then this is how you're going to fix it. I love how they, they go together. Holly, thank you so much. It was so nice meeting you. Thank you for educating us. I really appreciate your time today. Oh, well, thank you so much for talking to me. So I guess the good thing is, is that, um, you know, when Odie's test comes in and I send it in, then I'm going to, they're also going to give us the information of what to do next. Yeah. So I know if I'm, what I'm doing right and wrong, which I'm pretty sure I'm doing things right. I'm pretty right. sure you're doing things right too. <laughs> but it's interesting. I want to go through it. It, it kind of wants, I kind of want to do the tests on a dog that I know is having problems so totally. that I could see how, if my gut instinct on how to solve it is the same as what they suggest, that would be cool. Have you ever had any issues with Blanche? With her gut? No, I'm actually not very, very lucky with her. I mean, but we got her younger like when you when you helped, came into the picture and started to feed her right and do everything. Because I know she barfs um, sometimes after she eats, but usually that's It's usually whole pieces of food that yeah, she, she just <laughs> inhaled. And this is a six-pound Shih Tzu. Six-pound Shih Tzu who has no energy for anything in life until yeah, but to food eat. is around. Eat and be loved. That's eat her and purpose be, that's in literally, life. Literally, she's the most useless, wonderful dog I've ever met, and I love her for it. Um, but I do know a lot of other people have... Um, issues with their dogs and another thing I always like to tell people because they always freak out when their dog gets diarrhea or stops eating now diarrhea and not eating you know for one or two days is not a big deal and matter of fact it's really good for them and the dog knows that they need to do that because they're upset their Mm -hmm. tummy is upset um but it there are a lot of natural ways for you to solve that and if it's an ongoing thing this is a great way for you to get this test to see where you're off and fix it yeah. because usually you can fix it and it's breed specific um so they'll know exactly what your dog needs to get their gut into place and i think that's awesome and surprise surprise guess where they have a receptor is in their gut for cbd oh of course so um yep i loved i love how they love uh CBD medicine Mm because when they are treating a dog before they can give it any type of medicine they need to get rid of the inflammation first so what a better way to get rid of inflammation than to give your dog CBD it's crazy which you can get in you know either way whether you're getting it in through the bloodstream or getting in through um, putting it on their food and having it go through the digestive tract either way and uh, a great way to get it in and totally and just just so that people are learning because I get a lot of questions of why of of the difference between giving it to them through a tincture and giving it to them through treats Um, it's actually the same it's just the amount of time it takes to either go in through their bloodstream or to digest it so when you're doing treats um it's going to take a good 30 to 45 minutes to uh, for them to react to it with a tincture it's going to be instant and the best way we uh, recommend doing it is you don't even have to open the mouth just lift the lip put it right by the gum it absorbs the fastest like that and you can make sure they get all the medicine it's also a great way you know the smith full spectrum cbd medicine is not cheap by any means if it is you're not getting full spectrum cbd <laughs> or very um, low milligram that's useless right or very low milligram um which isn't useless but not nearly as good if, yes, you, if you're fair, doing fair, this fair, for fair, a fair. reason you know i started with 550 because i anything below 500 i feel like is a waste of time and money um so i always say 550 and higher and if you have a sicker dog the more the better yep they're not going to overdose on it. So why wouldn't you give them as much medicine to hurry up and shrink that tumor or get exactly. rid of it? Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's interesting how these 
kind of industries come together and they're dealing with different types of things, but how they can work together, how fixing your dog's gut can start with CBD because it gets rid of the inflammation and then lets the body start repairing itself. Totally. So I just think it's another fabulous way to heal your dogs naturally. Love it. Thank you for joining us here on It's a Dog's Life with Angela Artelino. You can follow me on AngelaArtelino.com or CBDDogHealth.com. You can also download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, and on iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.